You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Ruthie Fierberg, and this is Why We Theater, the podcast that digs into the onstage works we love to make the offstage change we need. After all, that is Why We Theater. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Last week's episode on the color purple, we dug deep, and I'm really proud of the conversation we were able to have. I learned so much from each of our guests, actor Isaiah Johnson and experts Dr. Shakiva Hall, Curtis Smith, and Simone Fuller. And I just want to say again, I am so appreciative to each of them for their willingness to come onto the podcast, for sharing their personal stories, for sharing their professional expertise, and for being willing to enter into a conversation about generational trauma in the Black community with me. In case you haven't listened to the main panel episode yet, a little refresh. So last week we discussed the musical adaptation of The Color Purple. I've been wanting to do this episode for forever. Um, And may I also just mention that the universe has plans because I have been in touch with Isaiah for months about recording an episode tied to the show and we finally did it and edited it and released it and it just happened to coincide with the first week of Black History Month. So lesson to everyone, the universe provides and all things in time. So Isaiah played the role of Mr. in the original Broadway cast of the 2015 revival production opposite Cynthia Erivo. The Color Purple was originally a novel by Alice Walker, and it was adapted into a musical that first opened on Broadway in 2005 and revived in 2015. Celie grows up in the early 1900s in the South. A victim of multiple kinds of abuse, Celie is given to Mr., a widower in the community who needs a wife to run his house and raise his kids. Mr. and cruel is abusive. So I wanted to look at the character of Mr. specifically as we investigate generational trauma. We spoke about what it was like for Isaiah to play Mr., why he wanted to, how it was healing, and how it was challenging. If you've never heard Isaiah speak, you are in for a treat. He is one of the greats of actors and humans. We excavated together what it means to carry the trauma of your ancestors, how this type of trauma affects Black Americans, and how we can all heal that trauma. And it got me thinking back to our episode of If I Forget with Stephen Levinson from season one. There is a line in the show about how we, Jews and Judaism, are a religion of ghosts, that we cling so tightly to the memory of the Holocaust that it seems to define us more than any ideology or ritual practice. And a lot of that conversation focused on what defines a Jew, also about anti-Semitism and also about tribalism in general. And I kept pushing on the question Stephen poses through the character in If I Forget. What would happen if we forgot the Holocaust? Not if we denied it. Again, very different. Not if we denied it. But what if we just backburnered that? And after this episode of The Color Purple, my brain reverberated with a different question. What if we healed? 
Upon reflection, I also realized that at the time of recording, if I forget, I knew the term generational trauma, and yet I never said it once in that conversation. And we talked about trauma, absolutely. I even asked about how we could transmit stories of our past without transmitting the trauma that goes with it. But it's interesting to me in hindsight that I did not name this as generational trauma in the same way I do talking about the color purple and slavery and Jim Crow. And yet children of Holocaust survivors were the origin point of research on generational trauma. As Isaiah said last week, every culture has this. It's not just Jews and blacks or black Jews. Yet my instinct when talking about my own people was how do we avoid this instead of how do we heal this? Just this past week, I found that one way we heal this is by validating our own stories and experiences. Isaiah spoke about how the color purple was healing for him and how he hoped it would bring healing to black audience members. Now, I love the theater. You all know that. In case it wasn't clear, it's in the title of the podcast. (laughs) But I found that the theater can reinvigorate me, can make it feel like my troubles have gone, can bring me joy, which feels good, and is in a way healing. And that was kind of what I always thought around that word when it relates to theater. But I had not experienced, to my memory, a piece of theater that healed a trauma about my Jewish identity until I saw Joshua Harmon's most recent off-Broadway play at Manhattan Theater Club called Prayer for the French Republic. The play just opened February 1st, and I cannot emphasize enough how badly I want everyone to see this. First, Josh is just a phenomenal playwright. You might know him as the author of Bad Jews, Significant Other, Skin Tight, all of which were at Roundabout Theater Company, and also the author of Admissions at Lincoln Center Theater. David Cromer, who won the Tony for his direction of the band's visit, directs Prayer for the French Republic. And what a team these two make. The play takes place in both 2015-2016 Paris and 1945-1946 Paris, looking at multiple generations of French Jews in the same family. So in the more current day, 2015-2016, rising anti-Semitism in Paris confronts the Benamou family, stoking fear and worry and forcing them to ask themselves the question, when do we leave? When are the signs enough to tell you to leave? And where do you go? Where is safe? As they debate whether to leave their home in Paris or not, whether to move to Israel or not, the generational trauma was on display. And for me, to be really honest with you all, these are questions that I ask myself today as an American Jew. To hear them out of the mouths of other people articulated my exact emotions and validated my fear and my experiences. Joshua and the entire company captured the dichotomy of a people with many homes and no home, that untethered and in-betweenness part and parcel of being a Jew. And in considering and discussing the color purple and the realness of the people in that story and their generational trauma, it opened me up to consider my own and to receive prayer for the French Republic. So this week, I recommend it to you all. And if you're interested in exploring the concepts of generational trauma across cultures, 
peoples, and countries, visit the International Center for Multigenerational Legacies of Trauma online. I'll put the URL in the show notes. You can also reference Dr. Yael Danieli's International Handbook of Multigenerational Legacies of Trauma. You can find the work of Dr. Maria Yellowhorse Braveheart. You can read Ocean Vuong's book on Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous. And I hope this is a step towards healing ourselves and supporting the healing of others. So go back and listen to the Color Purple episode. Go back and listen to the If I Forget episode and buy a ticket to Prayer for the French Republic, currently playing off-Broadway at Manhattan Theater Club. I'm not going to include a closing date um, at this moment in time, but know that when this episode is released on Thursday, February 10th, it is currently running. And because it's Manhattan Theater Club, those of you who are under the age of, who are 35 and under, um, can buy $30 tickets in advance. There are Tickets begin at $59. There is not a bad seat in the house. I urge you to go if you can. That's my recommendation for this week. Keep theatering hard, y'all. Why We Theater is a product of the Broadway Podcast Network. It's edited and mixed by Derek Gunther. If you like the show, subscribe at bpn.fm slash WWT or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends. Our theme music is by Benjamin Velez. Why We Theater is recorded in part on the traditional lands of the Wappinger and Lenape peoples. I acknowledge this land was unjustly taken from them and pay my respect to elders both past and present. Special thanks to Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Lee Silverman, Patrick Taylor, Tony Montaneri, Wesley Birdsall, Elena Mayer, and Suzanne Chipkin. For more resources for change, info about our guests, and more, visit us at whywetheater.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.